Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. Anna David. I am the host and creator of this very podcast, which you probably know because who else would be talking but the host? That being said, I never give you guys an intro. I'm going to give you an intro today. I'm a New York Times bestselling author of six books, most of which are, quite frankly, about addiction, even if they don't say it in the title. I speak at colleges about addiction and recovery. I speak on television about these things. And I uh, created the website, The After Party Group. And that is made up of After Party Chat, which has all sorts of articles about addiction and recovery. Uh, They may have even led you to this podcast. I don't know. It is also made up of After Party Treatment, which lists all the treatment centers in California. And it is made up of After Party Pod, this very podcast, where every, every week... Uh, that I do it, which is to say every other week. By the way, did you know bi-weekly means both twice a month and twice a month and twice a week? Ah, I can't remember. It means something. Google it. Let me know. Which reminds me, I love hearing from you guys. I love it when you tweet at me and tell me that you like this podcast. And the only thing I would love more is if you could go to iTunes and give us a five-star review because that is going to help other people find this podcast. Also, if you can share it and tag me or at me or include me so that I can retweet it so that other people, or you can just tell your friends. You don't have to be all multimedia 2014. You could just simply, you could tell someone, you could write someone a letter. You could send someone a telegram, I think, about this. I just want people to find it because um, I am truly inspired by it and um, I am trying to do whatever I can to erase the stigma about addiction and recovery. And I think things like this do that. Now, my guest today is none other than Kristen Johnston. Yeah. You guys, I'm not screwing around. I land the big guns here. Uh, Obviously, you know who Kristen is. She was the star of Third Rock from the Sun for years. She is now the star of The X's, which is on TV Land, Wednesdays at 10 p.m. She has been in everything under the sun, including Sex in the City, where obviously she was like, she was like the voice of doom. She was like the reason. Uh, Carrie Bradshaw had to re-examine her partying lifestyle because Lexi Featherstone fell and died partying. Very apropos for the topic of this uh, very podcast. Anyway, Kristen is also the best-selling author of Guts, and that is a book about her addiction and recovery. And if you think, if you dare to think it's one of those, oh, another celebrity wrote about her addiction, who cares? You're so wrong. 
How dare you even think that? It's an incredible book. This girl can write, and she actually wrote the book herself, as opposed to a couple other thousand, hundred thousand people out there. And um, she's written about addiction and recovery for a number of publications, including the New York Times. And she goes around the world and talks about addiction and recovery. And she has started an organization that is determined to bring the first sober high school to New York called SLAM. You um, can follow her on Twitter at at Kjo the smartass. You can also follow me on Twitter. Have we talked about that? I can't even remember. At Anna after party. Now, enough of me. I will now give you Kristen Johnston. Are we going? Yeah, yeah we, we're going. Yeah. And then I hear a dog snoring. It's very peaceful. Okay, Kristen, what Anna, a pleasure. I know, you too. Sitting Thanks here for this... bringing me my coffee. Oh, I'm, it was my pleasure. I, um, I just feel like I, I haven't seen you in probably a year. Or right so. when we did that thing in uh, uh, for guts, that uh, thing in the on the Pacific, it was e- so sweet. It was, ev- but everything was so highly stressed with that environment. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But so and so you so, and so since that time, guts has come out in paperback. It was not in paperback yet. Right. Yeah. And. Um, and oh, and your New York Times story had not come out yet. Well, I had one New York Times story, but, you, the, no, but one, the one I wrote, yes, yeah. had just came. It came out uh, a couple months ago. Yeah, um, I just reread that summer. this morning. Yeah, it's good, right? Yeah, it's really, really interesting. It's I mean, just about media and uh, and addiction and how the how the media treats addiction. If you want to Google it. So and and so the reason you wrote that is that basically you did you did a story you like were promote you were talking about guts you were. And a, a clip of what you said. No, was- no, 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 no. I was talking about my TV show, The Exes. Okay. To a, in a long article to TV Guide. Right. Okay. So I'm talking and talking about The Exes, and at the very end, they write, I they say, and well, how's Guts doing? And I answer, you know, da da da, this or that. I have say two sentences about right. it. Suddenly, it's an it's a headline. Actress ad- admits to being a total booze and drug at or whatever and i was just like that was two years ago i mean you know right, right. i'm a, i'm out of the closet guys yeah exactly R- written a best-selling book about it guys yeah it's not headline news. yeah it's yeah. not headline news and all the way they did it and also the fact that when i was promoting the exes there was this huge um thing in some entertainment magazine where it was like you know Kristen johnston's uh oh uh uh, so you know, sober Kristen Johnston's wine guzzling attorney returns for a sec. You know, and all of a sudden, I was like, "Why is my uh, character now a lush?" Right. I loved how, that. Was funny in the piece that you wrote that you're like, she's she's single, she's in her forties, yeah. she's childless. Yeah. Like we have to make her a lush yeah. too, just because I am. Right. Don't blame her. And then the other thing that I bring up there, which was crazy, and I it happened literally right before the Times went to print, so I couldn't really fold it in as much as I wanted to. But when the, Corey the terrible Cory Monteith's terrible passing and about two days after he died i was at an event in washington trying to um for uh, to, to try to get uh you know addicts to go to rehab not jail right. um and uh and anyway and so somebody talked a press person and they said um you know if cory monteith is a drug addict um, how do you, you know, or, or something about his, and I said, look, 
if it if it's drugs in his system, I'm not surprised right. that he's dead because that's what happens to addicts. Right. So all of a sudden, I started getting death threats on Twitter, literally like, you are the worst. Because the headline was, actress not shocked by right. Corey Monteith's death. Right. And I was just like, that's not what I said. Right. You know, and I kept saying, it. oh, how sad it was. I mean, you know, right. I... Whatever. Anyway, so it's that stuff. It's that kind of stuff. It's this like, um, uh, what is it? They, they, they just sort of make it m- so much more scandalous and salacious. Right. And they're just chasing hits. It's so it's, awful. And they don't ever write the good stuff. No. no ever. No, no, Because, no. you know, yeah. people supposedly don't. Who wants that. to hear that I'm sober and happy? Right, right, right. They want to hear that I'm, you know, that I've relapsed or that, you know. And so you found out about this story uh, because of Twitter. You found out basically when people yes, started telling you Yes, I was getting death threats should... on Twitter from Glee people. And you, and so you... From the Gleeks. <laughs> and so... And the way you decided to express this was through a, new, through a piece. And you didn't know it was going to be published in the New York Times. You oh, just basically wrote... Oh, no. Initially, I wrote an article um, that was... It was called Their Last Big Break. And it was going to be for Salon. Uh-huh. You know, uh, yes. Jennifer Jimenez. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Oh, oh, oh it was going to be for her sober book. Yes, yeah, sober Jimenez. book. Sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jennifer Jimenez. And I love... I mean, I think she's, she's so, so cool. Oh, we got sober together. You did? Yeah. But she then left, did more research, and came back. But yeah, right. no, I've known her. Like, but she's a very cool person. I only know her through social media, yeah. but I love what she's doing, yeah. um, soberbook.com. I just think it's great because why should I be the only one allowed to tell my story? Right, right. You know, everybody should be able to, and I think it's really cool. Anyway, um, with that said, I said, can I write something for you? And she said, of course. And I wrote something that was very um, uh, critical of Dr. Drew. Right, um, right. And so she was cool with that. She was cool, but she also was like, you know, I don't think right. it would be appropriate, you know. Um, and so I just, I sent it to my friend, Michael Musto, this writer, yeah, great yeah. columnist. And he sent it to the Times and they said, you know, they, the editor called me and she was like, we just did something on Dr. Drew, but make, we love this part of it. Yeah. So go into there. Oh, and so that's how it happened. It a yeah. Bit. A lot. I rewrote most of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And what was the response to that? Positive. Yeah. Very. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because don't you think that um, we've all, I mean, this is, I feel there are so many problems with the media and addiction, but the fact that there's so many problems with the media. <laughs> yeah. And there's so many problems with addiction. Too. Exactly. So but like the fact that basically use of drugs and alcohol is glorified and then, and then, and then use is, is basically, yes. um, you know, it's just pushed under the rug yes. or just, you know, how do you say it? What do you say? We're, we're there, there, um, God, I, there's a word I'm looking for. I know, I know. It's, um, <coughs> I mean, it's basically, it, they just, it's it's basically They like, just basically masturbate all over it. No, I'm seriously. Like, you're allowed to get, like, look at those housewives, you know? Yeah. I mean, I try to. I can't. Uh, the, I watched last. Speaking uh, of Jennifer Jimenez, she's on. Right, I know. Who, she's the fucking, she's the only sane person there. I, I think she, the show should be about her. I know. No offense to anybody else. But, you know, look, it's a room full of, very drunk people. I know. Always. I mean, really drunk and right. really messy people. Yeah. And I kind of think, what if I was 12? Right. 13, 14 watching that. Right, right. Like, it's saying it's okay in a weird way. Not to try, take it. Look, people can party. I don't care. Right. People party around me all the time. I'm not right. one of those people. Right. But, like, let's just have a little bit of grace. Well, and not only that, but also the behavior that's sort of, um, that, that, 
you know, in order to sort of get screen time on those shows, I think you behave yeah, as you horribly to, as yes, you possibly can. Yes, that's true. And I consider it like, I, I used to... Which is so gross. I know. I know. It's such a, yeah. Anyway. But it's... I'm confused about that show. I, I am too, because I sort of thought I got pleasure out of watching it. And then I was actually telling my therapist that one night I watched it and then I went and read Julie Klausner's recaps. They're amazing. They're amazing. No, I read hers every week. I mean, amazing. On Vulture. And oh then my I read God. all 6,000 comments and then I woke up in the morning and I wanted to die. And yeah. I was like, maybe this is toxic yeah. behavior for yeah. me to yeah. be. But yeah. basically, I used to consider watching the real world like the equivalent if I couldn't get to a meeting. I'm like, oh, okay, if I watch the real world, I'll remember why it is I don't drink. Because wow. I get, Oh, because they were so wasted. Because they're always drunk. Like, it's yeah, always yeah. Drunk yeah. people with perfect bodies, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. And and I do feel a little bit like the Real Housewives. Like, but I, is that really a meeting, or is that no, just I mean, sort of a just say know, no campaign? You know what I mean? It was more just say no. It was more like if I, you know, in a pinch, if I couldn't do anything else, at least I could justify yeah, yeah, watching the real Whatever. world. All right, um, alcoholic. But but the Real Housewives. I mean, I, I understand their instincts, their basest instincts to sort of like somebody, one of their friends hurts them, so they go and they talk badly about them to somebody else. Like I understand that because that's the twelve year old inside of me, right? We've it's, all done that. Yeah, but it's like it's like a meeting to see why I don't want to do it. Right, right. Well, this there was somebody commented and they were like, you know, uh, you know, haven't they were defending s- something said on Twitter and she, they were saying, you know, haven't we all, you know, said something dumb, you know, when we're drunk? Could you imagine with a camera pointed to your face? And I responded, well, then don't get drunk when a camera's pointed in your face. Right. Like, or at least, you know, g- g- keep it down. Right. Have two. Right. Don't have 20. Right. Right. Because you look like an idiot week after week. I know. And it's just embarrassing. And I feel embarrassed for women. I know. I just do. I'm sorry. And I love Bravo. I love Andy Cohen. He's one of my dearest friends. But it just bothers me. I know. And I the know. viciousness on Twitter and social media, too, about it. I know. The pro, I'm team this, I'm team that. Right. You know, the ganging up. And it's just crazy grown women, like, acting like I know, I know. And the the thing that was like the toxicity for me actually was I realized that I'd watch the show, then I'd read all the comments, and then I'd get to feel superior because like here these women sort of right. have these things right. that I supposedly want. Right. And I'm like, well, I don't behave like them. And, and the comments are all about sort of, you know, I think internet commenting is just basically like I feel powerless in this universe, and so I'm going to try to, you know, exact For the most, some power. But some people just also have a comment. I feel like – very rarely. I mean, most of the. the of I the, don't read the uh, comments. Yeah. But so like the awful I, ones. Usually, I don't. I do on um. Just say Jen. Um, What's that? Oh, it's a. Gr- oh, you'd love her. She's just funny. She's a. It's a blog. Okay. It's a blogger on uh, Twitter. I follow her on Twitter, and she's funny. And she writes. I mean, she writes these really cruel things, but very well written. Right. And very um just blind items. Right. And then, but she her biggest. A target is Leanne Rhymes, but she and I don't really care either way. But she really writes so funny. She right. has the greatest skill, and um, and I find the comments after that, for the most part, are really funny. And well, like, right, and same with Julie Klausner's. Yeah, you know, if, if they heighten, certain writers can heighten. 
the material. So it's sort of like if a company is toxic, it's yeah. If you if you the read the comments is. on TMZ or whatever, it's like you know she's an ass or yeah. you know suck my cock or whatever. Right. Cock spelled. C-O-K, yeah, 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 yeah. Know? Exactly. <laughs> There's nothing better than that troll insulting you with a misspelled world oh, word. It's great. It makes my it's day. Great. <laughs> do you fight back at trolls? Yeah. Well, I do once or twice. Right. To shame them. Right. Because I'm so much smarter than them usually. Right. I mean, sometimes I'm not, but right. for the most wow. part, yeah, I could spell at least. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and really, uh, really funny stories. Once, um, there was this guy, a Twitter guy who wrote after I was on Anderson Cooper Mm -hmm. and he wrote something really, you know, he was like, Oh, you know, Kristen Johnson, so boring and grading. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I wrote back to him. And he, and he, at, he put, included no, your no, handle in it? No, no, he did not. Okay, okay. But I was looking for yeah. the clip of the Anderson Cooper okay, show. I so I found tweet, it. Yeah. Anyway, so I wrote back and I said something like, you know, you know, when your book comes out, I hope you're as dull and, you know, whatever. Right. As you can be. Anyway, we had this exchange. The next day he went, he didn't tell me this. His name's Fagsy Malone. Oh my God. You're like best friends with him on Twitter. Yeah. He (laughs) went out and bought guts the next day and he's been sober ever since. Oh my. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? So he was just like really threatened by the fact that you were talking about sobriety basically. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my God. Yeah. That's crazy. So that happens and that's happened a couple times, not quite like that, but where I've become like friends with the person. Wow. Afterward, you know? Yeah. Because like they, they just. You know, most celebrities probably don't run their own Twitter, I right, guess. Right, right. So it's some assistant or they just say, I'll be in, you know, Tuscaloo, M- right. Missouri next There's week. There's a man here. I don't yeah, that's my you. roommate. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You want to pause? Yeah. Okay, so luckily we were not killed by that, that man. No, he was my roommate, so <laughs> that's good. So, um, but we were talking about... Okay, so before we were talking about Twitter, we were kind of finishing that. But yeah. just, but the interesting how how you can turn a sort of incredibly hostile yeah. interaction into one yes. that is an actual friendship, or you just then you block them. You know, <laughs> yeah. if they're if they're unwilling to budge, yeah. You know, I usually give it like two chances. Like yeah. I'll be like, "What f- crawled up your ass today?" Right. You know, and if they're like, "Oh, oh uh, you know," sometimes they'll be like, "Oh my god, I love you." Right. You know right. I mean? Well, they don't actually think you're really reading it. I mean, you sort of brushed don't. on that. That's so it doesn't cross thing. their mind yeah. that you would that you're an actual and person. And I do. I try. Yeah. I try to read all of them, and I try to respond as many uh, to as many as I can. I right. Mean, you know, right. It's impossible to do all of them, but yeah. Well, so but I okay. I I would love to just briefly go through your history in terms of the addiction. So you okay. because I read, and I think it was even in the fixed story that you started. You started drinking in high school, like yes. like we do. No, like like a like an alcoholic. Right. Yeah. Right. And and you I didn't were, think blackouts were weird. No, <laughs> or throwing up. Yeah. No. It's really no not problem. weird. Yeah. Um, and you, but it said, I mean, you, you were stealing pills too. Were you already doing the pills? No, I was not. No, okay. So no. just the drink, just drinking, just drinking. The pills started, um, in Los Angeles. Well, you know, yeah. Where else would it start? It's, but you know, that's the thing is people will always, do they do this? And they say, Oh, LA Hollywood made you yeah, an addict. Yeah. No. And that's not true. Not true. Not true. Um, the thing that I actually touch upon in that New York times article is that we keep referring to articles. It's so boring. It's not, um, it's but no, is the fact that, you know, of all the hundreds of thousands right. of people in recovery or addicts that I've spoken to, talked to, heard from, met, I mean, Everywhere across the country, not one of them has been famous. Right. So 
You right. know, it's not just it's not just Hollywood. Yeah. You know, do I think that we're probably more prone? Yeah. But I think it's people who are attracted to Hollywood are probably more likely to be addicts more than the environment. You know, I think that anybody who's drawn to No, this is what I say in God. Look. Yeah. If you have uh you know, you have a you have a low self-esteem right. combined with a deep need for approval. Yeah. And disposable income? Right. Bye-bye. <laughs> That's the recipe. That's yeah. all you need. As they say also, it's somebody famous said this, um, if you took the country on its side and shook it, all the loose pieces would fall to L.A. They would what? I don't even get that. <laughs> Let's say you took the country. Yeah. And you put it on its side and you shook it. Yeah. All the loose pieces would fall to L.A. I don't really get what that means. That means like the loose, the like... The, the kooks. The, yes. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. It was it was stupider than you realized. Is no, I bet, it's, I bet they said it better than you said it. <laughs> no, that was... No, it. really? <laughs> and it's really actually some famous person. I will... Okay. In the show notes that I don't do, I okay. will explain who that is. Okay. okay. So, so you were doing... And, I get what you're and, and, and so... But I, I don't live in LA. I live in New York. Okay. I, I'm here right now shooting okay. the show. My TV show, The X's. Right. So, right. Um, but that's I'm I'm only here, you know, a couple months out of the year. Right. So, and you grew up on the East Coast, correct? No, I grew up in the Midwest. Okay. Nice research, Anna. No, come on. I, I was <laughs> I'm teasing you. you. Okay. So, so I grew up in Milwaukee. Okay. Okay. And uh, but I spent you know one semester. Uh, God, I spent so much time as a foreign exchange student. First in Sweden, mm-hmm. and then in Columbia, South America. I could not wait to go. Mm-hmm. And then when I was seventeen, NYU. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, I've been I now. Saying. I live uh, very close to where my my dorm was. Oh, really? That's yeah, really weird. And um, you prefer New York to LA? I do. I you know the winters. Yeah, I'm getting old. I'm like, ooh, it's it harder. Now I get it. Yeah, where's yeah. Boca? Uh-huh. Um, but um, but no, I uh, I really do. Just you know, for what we're talking about. Also, I just like knowing people that aren't in the business. Yeah. And yeah, talking yeah, yeah. to them about yeah. things. I'm not trying to be snooty. I also love the business. I think it's fun to talk about. Right. But it's just, I don't like it being my whole life. Right, right, But right. I've softened towards LA a lot as I've grown up. Right. I know. I used to hate it. Oh, really? Oh, well, yeah, because I became an addict here. And, you know, I thought it was just, you know, by the end of Third Rock, I was just like over it all. Right. And, uh, and now I've become, you know, I really like, you know, there's, there's a lot of good here. There's a lot to like. Yeah. So, and so you did not think you were an addict. You just thought you were, you know, doing what you felt like doing. Right. Um, what everybody did. What everybody you were around did. Yes, exactly. And, um, and at what point you did it high school? start? Yeah. yeah. At what point did it start to seem like maybe this isn't the way everyone else is? Huh. That's a great question. Um, pretty late, like mm-hmm. probably in my late twenties when I realized like, you know, me and my best friend Jackie would go out, uh, you know, all the time and just have a glass. Of, you know, I was never a rager. You mm-hmm. know, I never went to like clubs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did once or twice. But, you know, I love dinner parties, sitting with a friend, having some wine, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And she and I would go out like three or four times a week just to this restaurant right around from where we lived and have our wine and da da. And then one day she was just like, oh no, I'm not going to have, I'm, I'm like, I'm on a diet or whatever. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a big deal to her. Right. And I remember kind of going, I couldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do that. And then, um, it just was a slow dawning. Yeah. Um, but, uh, 
And then once the pills came in, it kicked it into high gear. Yeah. And so you started to be prescribed pills around the same time? No, no, no. I started to be prescribed pills, um, yeah, around maybe, let's see, I guess that, what I was just referring to was probably in my mid-20s. And then right, I think uh, my first moment with Dr. M- with Mr. Morphine mm. um, was because of an actual migraine. Um uh, in my late 20s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was a very slow romance. Right. I didn't dive right in. Right, right, right. I wasn't like Scarface. You know what I mean? Right. It took a long time. By the time I Third Rock was over and I li- went to New York, it, it's, it got bad. And it was morphine or just all, a lot no, of no, opiates? No, no, any, any derivative of opium. Y- yeah, yeah. Uh, of opiates, sorry. And um, you... Um, and so, and so here, you know, you, like this massive dream comes true. You you get on this hit show. I know. And were you able to were you able to appreciate that? Do you think that the pills were preventing you from that? No, they- I was so scared of it. Listen, Anna, I, I mean, that's really what the entire book is really about. I think uh, is about coming to terms with that. It's mm-hmm. more than that. More than addiction, almost. It's it. it I didn't understand, and I'm not ungrateful, I'm not spoiled. It's just more, listen, when you become famous and whatever, it's more than anyone deserves. You know right, what I mean? right, 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 right. Like, you're it's like, what are all these presents doing here? Right, and right. The, the Emmys, and I don't right. get it. You know, right. and it's not like I thought I didn't, I wasn't a good actress. Right. It's just that I was like, this is too much. And for me, the biggest problem was being stared at. Because I've been so tall since I was a kid. Right. So I immediately sort of correlated it with some people making fun of me. Right. Or thinking right. I looked weird or I right. was a freak. Right. And um, and honestly, it's only been in, since sobriety that in seven years, I'll be seven years in March. Oh, congratulations. Uh, March 10th. Anyway, um, but uh, so in the last seven years that I've started to just go, this is fine. It's just yeah. my life. It's yeah. just what it is and how are you. And, you know, people are really nice for the most part. Yeah. I mean, unless they're on t- Twitter, in which case you turn them all around. Yeah, um, but, you know, that 90%, 95% of the people, people on artists. Twitter are fantastic. No, and it's, I think that this is interesting because I think most people say, well, what are you talking about? You would get all these presents and people are looking at you and, and right. that sounds great. And they yeah. literally do not yeah. understand how you couldn't be happy yeah. every day of your life with that. Uh, okay. Think of it like, uh, I just, I'm trying to, what's a, what's a good analogy of, um, you know, those, how those people talk about when they lose all that weight, they have one of those, you know, those operations Mm -hmm. and they lose all that weight, Mm -hmm. but they still feel fat. Yes. Yes. So that's kind of what it is. You're still who you are. Right. But you're all of a sudden this other person. Right. Right. And then you're sort of. They tried it, the press and whatever they made, you know, for like years, they tried to make me this hot, you know, you know, like one of those hot LA girls. Yeah. You know, and I was like, ew, I'm so not that. Really? You never felt like that? Never. No. Look, I, you know, have I had moments where I'm like, hmm, I'm looking good. Right. Yes, right. I'm not an asshole. But like, I, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I, what what I'm talking about is not even really about a track level of attractiveness. Right, right, right. What I How mean is felt. like you know like a, like one of those girls. Right, right. Like one of those girls that goes to the strip and like. Right, and right. I just was never that girl. But well, they tried to make me it. It was weird. Like who I'm dating and lying about like you know I'm dating Charlie Sheen or whoever. I'm like what? No. Right. 
Well, and also, don't you think that the the more the world tries to treat you like you're special, the harder it is to to be humble and to be kind and to be all of those things? I mean, I have I've even yes. found that in my brief glimpses you're into absolutely that. Absolutely right. That's it, a really smart way of putting it. And he, it's alienating, it's actually. Alienating, exactly. I felt like a. I felt like a freak, like a fucking freak. And I lived alone during the third rock time. I had this great little house uh, in Laurel Canyon. And it was beautiful. And uh, I just, I, you know, midway through third rock, I broke up with my boyfriend who was really my only like sort of uh, stability here. Right. And I was all alone every night, you know, and I was like, people don't even know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's lonely. It can be. I've chosen to make it not lonely right now. Right. But it, it's hard work to remain sane-ish. Well, I also think, I think that fame, I've just seen it, freezes people emotionally yeah. in the same way addiction yes. does. Yes, yes, yes. It does so much. I think when you become fame, unless you work really hard, yeah. you literally are captured at that moment and that's it. Yeah. And then, because I remember, like, same way with addiction, every year it was like, nothing's happened you know how like in at birthday or christmas you'd go like what happened this year you know whenever you have your like moment of like what i do okay and then i did this and then i I had this kid and then i met this person whatever and every single year it was like no exactly the same really everything was the same even though it was good no it was it was the work was great right that's six hours right 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 there's still another 20 was terrible Right. was truly terrible. Right, right. Truly bad. I mean, I was just in a terrible depression. I don't know how else to explain it. I know it's hard for people to understand. I get it. I, you know, I'm not expecting them to. But look, everybody's got their own hell. You yeah. Know? It's like when you go to rehab and the girl next to you is like, my, you know, my father raped me and da da And I'm like, Jesus, well... Right. Ooh, I have to, but you know what? We each have our own right. levels. It doesn't diminish the pain of one's Everybody's own experience. got their own story. And yeah, that's and just the deal. And I'm not. I'm so. Let me just say this, please. Getting the X's now, being able to do this television show, which is on TV Land, it's not a huge deal. Whatever. I think it's fantastic, but it 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 has been one of the greatest times of my life because it's on the same lot that we shot Mm. third rock it's one stage over and i'm with wayne Mm -hmm. and i'm able to do it again but as a normal person that's awesome you know as a sober human being a self-aware person yeah and and happy so it's been a beautiful thing oh that's awesome i didn't realize it was the same lot it's 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 a redo it's amazing so and so you uh as you detail in the book and if anybody is listening to this and has not read the book well by now they're all asleep (laughs) sorry that was just a joke first of all if you have like just stop listening to this and go buy the book and then pick this up god's sake i mean seriously or the audio book which is supposed to be everybody loves but yeah okay and you're obviously reading it duh okay you know some people don't i know like i listened to nick's book on tape and it's Mm -hmm. some nick chef's book on tape and it was some like old man why didn't nick read it i don't know he probably didn't well yeah but look if you're an actor and you write a book yeah of course you know pretty much but uh, you amazingly how many Hundreds of people have asked, do you read it? Right. And I'm like, no, Sally Kellerman reads it. <laughs> but Vader's reading it. But I read it. I read it inst- instead of listening to it. And I could not put it down. I mean, one has a certain idea. You're like, okay, you know. And, and by now much. you guys have read the reviews. And you know that this isn't, you know. 
it, like you know I, it's not a stink bomb yeah and and you don't even like i don't have books written by sub- celebrities i don't know if they've written them you know it's like in this they don't was, no no they don't yeah they don't i know none of them do I know. It's I wrote all... one for someone who never even read it. Right. That's embarrassing. <laughs> it's true. Well, that's. I think that some some people, uh, you know, the more well known folk, uh, you know, think talking into a tape recorder is writing, but that's yeah. talking. Yeah, I know. That's officially. Not you don't writing. have to be well known to think that. People literally think writing. They're like, well, I'm good with words. I'm right. a writer. It's right. like, no, no, no. Well, no, no, then no, no. why don't you write something? Yeah. Let's yeah. see it. But anyway, I didn't, my, I loved books. I've loved books my whole life. Right. Any kind, not snooty. I'll take Anna Karenina and I'll take Stephen King. I don't care. Right. I love them all. I love the written word. I just think it's amazing. And it really saved me when I was a kid. And, um, it still does to this day. But so I didn't, I've never written a journal. I didn't know if I could write, but my, um, my friends used to say, you know, like, you are seriously the best. Like, when I'd go on a rip, on a tear right. in an email, right. they'd be like, dude, this is... So I had a little niggling that maybe right. I could do. And then um, when I started writing, and I'm not saying I'm brilliant by any means, but for a first it's book... It's a freaking and really, great book. Thank you It so really much. is. Oh, it's so nice. Well, I loved every minute of writing it. You I did? did? I loved it. It was like, yes, because... It's this other thing I never knew I had. And that's, again, another gift of sobriety. Like, right. you know, all of a sudden you're like a teacher and a writer and a, all these things I never thought I'd do. Because I don't like just being an actor. You right. Know, I like right. doing other things. Right. But so what you talk about in the book is basically you go to London to do to do a play and quite literally your guts exploded as well, a way result. to give the story. I'm just kidding. But yeah, no, um, basically. That's only going to tempt them more. Yeah. Uh, basically from my very, very long love affair with pills and booze, but mostly the pills, um, because, you know, people don't understand that um, like Vicodin or things like that, they're coated with things that eat away to your stomach. Right. If you take 50 a day. Right. Or, you know, 60 or 100, wow. whatever. And were you ever pills? Not, I mean, I did Ambien a lot. Yeah, and, but, but I, And I like, enjoyed my pain pills, but it wasn't the thing I did thing. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It was my thing. And, yeah. and booze, but like the combo. And uh, anyway, so I, I was for a year, I was just felt, I looked horrific. And I was so bloated and just, and I, I would have terrible heartburn. I mean, right. agonizing in my throat. Right. And then um, I was doing the play. We open. Huge hit. Yeah. The next day. I'm peeing. Right, sorry, right, right, right. It's the truth, and uh, I I rip it. Yeah, and yeah, my stomach rips, and my I become septic, which means that my my the matter that was in my stomach sort of ended up in my elbow or where. Oh I'm, my god! I don't know. And so and so you then um, have to go into the hospital in London. Well, I have to call the paramedics who were very uh, unwilling to help me. And uh, yes, I go in the, the whole story. I remember every single second like it was yesterday. Hmm. Anyway, so I end up being in the hospital, um, major emergency surgery that four years before I would have died for sure. I mean, it's one of those because of the infection mm-hmm. and that thing. Uh, and they were able to go in um, arth- arthroscopically. Okay. Um, and uh, basically I was there. A month, and then because I'm an addict. No, I was there two weeks, and because I'm an addict, I was like, I'm fine. And I left, and it became right. terribly infected. So I had to go back for a month and a half. So I was there two months. 
And that, and it was there that you realized you needed to get sober. Yes. You drank, and after that, it was at the end of it, though. Right, I mean, literally. I, that's I people need to read the book. Yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly, I can't really talk about it. Otherwise, it's, uh, you know, but yes, I had a moment of understanding. Right. Of right. Clarity. Clarity, as, as they as say. As it's referred to. And you, and you went to treatment. And... I did. I got my own self to treatment. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought maybe I could just be an alcoholic for a while. Right. You know, I just tell people I was lush. Right, right, but right. that flew out the window when I started to detox. And, um, and then, um, and of course, you know, your famous sex in the city role as the big, right. The big Coke freak. Yeah. yeah. What was, so at the, that was the, t- you were still I was a party on the animal. train. I mean, not a party animal. I hate to say that cause that makes me sound Paris Hilton. I was, yes, I was on the train. I was on the, as right. I call it, the Autobahn to nowhere. <laughs> yeah. It was bad. And I mean, I'm talking two bottles of wine a night, right? 40, 50 pills a day. Right. Right. I, and I, that's just to feel normal. And I just can't believe you were functioning and you were memorizing lines and you I were saying them. I can't believe it either. And I really was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were moments of sloppiness, but for the most part, but, I got away with it. And so then you, when you first got sober, did you, did you know you were going to be open about it? Did you have no, any idea you'd become... I was never going to tell a soul. Okay. Are you kidding? So you were like, we're going to keep this under wraps. No, Most I was people like, I didn't was going know. To AA, you know, I was doing the whole thing. Right. Can we talk about it on the air? We can. Yeah. Or I mean, don't I don't like stop to. anybody from talking about oh, it. All right. Well, I don't think. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know if I, I, it's cool with people though. You I don't know, know why. I don't understand that rule. It I makes, mean, freaks me out. It's it's uh, you know everybody's so different about it. I think that if it's something that helped save your life, like. Like, it seems crazy that you're not allowed to say this is the thing that helps save my life when there are all these people who say such terrible things about it. I agree. But then if I relapse, all of a sudden everybody's going to be like, oh, well, see, AA doesn't work Trust or me, whatever. if you relapse, That's, how is that going to make anybody think I, AA listen, doesn't you're, work? Yeah. You're preaching to the choir. Yeah. I am somebody who believes out and proud. Yeah. And of course, anonymity of what Other happens people. within and the yes. meeting is sacred. Yes. Yes. That is absolute. Yes. And I understand that. Yes. But the fact that I am I given crap for talking about my own thing. But, so I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. So <laughs> I was at, what, what, what was even the question? Um, no, I don't know. The question was, oh, about not being open about it. You weren't going to tell a soul. Oh, I was going to tell a soul. I was going to, you know, so people knew. Right. You know, my friends knew. I mean, you know, but I was pretty private because yeah. of, I think I was so scared of like, you know, because the media makes fun of. Yeah. People who get sober. Yeah. You know, Lindsay and look how many times she's gone and look right. how many, t- look at this. Look, I just didn't want to become another one of them. Right. Um, so for three years, I, it was under wraps. And then, uh, finally I, um, uh, I, I needed the money. Right. And so you were, and so you said, I'm going to write a book. Yeah. And you go. And I wanted s- to write a self-help book about something for kids, like for young girls. And they were like, "Fuck that! We want your memoir." They were like, "Well, once they read, they read this email." I, they said, "Well, give me a sample of your writing." And I was like, "I literally said to her, I still think I still have some term papers from college." <laughs> she was like, "No," and I was like, "Oh, I have some people say I'm a really good email writer. Right. I, I'll send you a couple." Right. So I sent her this one that I had written to my friend Chris, who was two weeks sober, and I you know, had been five, you know, he was two weeks sober and I'd been like six months sober. Right. Time. And I wrote this really long thing about my experience and how I felt and right. what was going on. And, uh, she read it and she's like, that's your book. And I was like, I'm not writing about my addiction. And like literally 10 minutes later, it became 
it changed my life that moment. Right, yeah. right. And so you spent a year writing a it? A year and a half. A year and a half writing it. Yeah. And, um, and then it came out. And by then you were out and proud? or I it had just, to be. You had no choice. You well, had to go sell it. Well, the very first moment I came out yeah. was on David Letterman. Okay, and so the fact that you talked about Suboxone on David Letterman I know. was considered a, a big deal, a scandal? Well, I know, but I, I wasn't intending to so right. people think that you have oh that's so scripted and she knew he was gonna i didn't know any all i knew was he was gonna ask me about my addiction you right because he read guts and he you know her one of his people did right right and uh he, so anyway but i was there to p- plug my show right you know? right so anyway so he um so he's like so did you any for some weird reason he asked if i, I took know that's meds. so weird that he would even ask that and but... i just sort of felt like i can't lie yeah. yes I did. I get. I, got, I had help. Yeah. And he asked what, and I said Suboxone, and all of a sudden, oi, oi, oi. What happened as a result of that? Well, people on the fix got mad at me. <laughs> oh, oh, but wait, that was. But you were on Letterman way before the fix existed, right? No. Oh, that was a, okay. It was around. No, the fix was around for a long. A oh, okay. While. No, um, I just remember getting lots of snarky comments about. I don't know. Whatever. You know, you're not sober if you're on Suboxone. Whatever. That's your opinion. Right. Mine is different right okay. right right um i say whatever helps you not to use yeah yeah i mean look i, I you know i they I, they weren't even doing that when i was in rehab and um doing what suboxone. putting people on suboxone yeah. well for, they were detoxing people with suboxone but that not putting them on it forever right you know well the reason that i stayed on it as long as i did was because for me it was actually a serious antidepressant oh really yeah was it hard to get off of though no, because I did it over the course of like six months with a doctor. And it, there was nothing. It wasn't great for like three days. Right. But it, it was okay. Right. It was right, totally right. doable. Right. Right. It's not. I mean, for me, but I also wasn't on a bunch. You know, I was right. on a very low dosage. And um, and what do you do to stay sober now? I. What do I do to stay sober now? Well, at the moment. I stay sober because I'm. I have lupus. Yeah, I just. So t- so when? How did you uh, find well, out? I want to do, do you want to answer your question? Yeah, because I think it's important. Here's my thing. I'm not crazy about what we were talking about within the whole twelve step thing of mm-hmm. the uh, that the use of anonymity uh-huh. and how it's been warped into meaning never talk about recovery at all. Right. Right. To some ignorant people. But yeah. I agree. But lots of them. Yes, I would A agree. lot of them. Yeah. And for me, it does not mean that. No. Uh, and so I've become kind of mad at AA a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, also because the only people who've ever like severely criticized or come down on like the, you know, I'm trying to open a school, which we'll talk about yeah. later. There, you know, the negativity only comes from them. From AA? Yes. But here's the thing. AA is like, an, you know, doesn't have a leader. No, I understand, but I'm, no, I get right. it. But it's I'm from, not... pe- from people within AA have been critical? Yes. And, no, it's, I don't care. I'm a big girl. Uh, you know, it's just more like, I'm just like, mm, I don't know if that's where I want to be right now. Really? Yeah. But, but I think self-care is, first of all, AA saved my life. Right. Okay. And I went for two years almost daily. Right. And I loved it. Right. And I loved the people I met and it changed my life. Right. Okay. So let's just get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there also are some elements that personally I didn't groove to. Right. And I, you know, take what you need and leave the rest right. and blah, blah, blah. But after Guts came out, 
it became a little weird to show up. Oh, did it? I mean, because so people book. would people say things to you? They brought or? the book to sign, being to sign it and stuff. Right, right, And that right. just felt weird. Right. That, I mean, and they'd yeah. like be like, it's my new big book. Right, And I'd be right. like, don't have it be, whatever. Right, I don't want right, to be a big right. But like, it just got weird. Yeah, I get that. I mean, but I think that there are weird freaks everywhere. No, no, no. I'm, okay. I, I'm not saying You know what I mean. I, I can handle some freaks. I, I know. It became yeah, uncomfortable. Uncomfortable for you, yeah. And I began to sort of be, you know, with the anonymous people, yeah. this film that I did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um... Which is basically, you know, brilliance, this documentary, but it's basically about this, the new movement in recovery and about being open about it. Right. Because here's the thing. When I was using and I was in so much torment. Right. And I just wanted to do anything but use. I was like, I can't go there. Like, what is it? Some dusty church basement? Exactly. Like with cold coffee and old men yelling at each other. Yeah, and toothless you know, and because you don't know yeah. anything because there's yeah. no representative. Exactly. Saying not representative of AA, but somebody who's like been in recovery. Yeah. Who's healthy and happy and yeah. can talk about it. Yeah. And that's what I decided to do. So. Exactly. And, and I think that is the most important thing. I mean, that's I the too. reason I do any of this is that mm-hmm. I thought about killing myself before I thought about going to AA. Me too. I thought it a was much better option. Toothless. Much and, better yeah, option. Yeah, yeah, And I was I like. I think a lot of people do. And, and, so, and so just to show anybody that it's nothing like your brain is telling you it's like is no, no, an no. amazing thing. No, it's, that's not the thing. It's that no one has been given any information. Yeah. And I, I get that it should press and all that stuff. And I totally get that. Right. But the fact that in your community, right. you're not allowed to go like, oh, I got to go hit my AA meeting. Right. I'll see you later. You know, you're like, oh, I'm going to a doctor's appointment. And right. All this. You right. know what I mean? It's all this like subterfuge. Yeah. And it's just bullshit to me. It really is. Yeah. And it's gotten much less so in the last few years. I know. It really has. It really has opened up. I know. But, I know. Um, but I think people like you are... One of the reasons for that. I do too. Honestly, I really do too. You know, just sort of talking about it. Yeah. Being able to go on, you know, whatever, Wendy Williams. Yeah. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Having Letterman, you, you know, hear the word suboxone. Right. You know what I but mean? But also, you don't have to talk about your 12. You don't have to talk right. about how you got recovered. Nobody asks, you know, well, did you go to AA? You know, you don't have to talk about right, it. Right, right. You can just be like, yeah, I'm sober. Yeah. Cool. Whatever. Yeah. Moving on. And, and then you would be amazing once you are open about it, how many people will come up to you privately and go, I'm worried about my brother or, or me. Or my sister or, or my mother. Yes. It's unbelievable. And they can't talk to anybody. I know. That. I know. It's true. But like, you know, but also, uh, you know, I've been thinking in terms of this podcast and, and just what I'm doing, I want... Everybody has overcome something major in their life. Right. And, and so, so I want people, I want it to be about that. So, so what advice would you give anybody who's just, uh, thinks they can never overcome whatever it is, whether it's an addiction? I get it. Listen, yeah. this is what I swear to God. I know I keep dropping the name of my book, but I really wrote guts for that, for people like that. It was not an addiction, but it was a how did a leopard change her stripes right. at, you know, a million right. years old. Jeez. And, um, you know, it's, it's, if you, it, how do you at, I was 38 at the time, how do you take your whole life that you've been doing this one thing, this one way, and you're in this one place, and how do you change your literal DNA? Right. How do you change yourself? Right. And that's what I set out to do. Right. Um, I think the best 
advice I can ever give anyone about anything is be honest with yourself and others. Right. Whatever that means to you. Right. But the moment you start telling the truth, not mean truth, like, yeah, your ass looks fat in those jeans. Right. But I mean, looking in the mirror or looking, you know, talking to yourself and saying, you know what? This isn't good. I have to right. admit to myself, I don't like being in this with this boyfriend or whatever right. it is. In this rut. Right. Um, and there's a way to change it. You, yeah. I can't answer that for you, but you know. Right. But you know that you can change anything. Oh my anything. God. Yes. Because seriously, seven years ago, I was the hottest mess you ever could. I mean, right. coke rocks dripping out of my nose. Oh, there was this, cocaine too. I well, didn't know. some of it, you know, a friend of mine did it, so I would do it with her. Right. But you know, and I hated it, but I'd do it. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, it, it, you know, I was a mess. Anything to be other. Yeah. And, uh. And now I'm present. It's not easy. No, it's not. And the first year is the hardest. Oh, that wasn't my experience, but. Whatever. You were in the pink cloud. Yeah, I was on such a pink cloud oh, for yeah. like two you years. Totally. I'm like, I don't even need therapy. I'm never yeah, going to have yeah, another yeah, problem. Totally. And then it crashed. Oh, did it. <laughs> yeah, but I find that it's, you know, very it's like very peaks and, and valleys, you know. Um, but like, you know, you know, your first Christmas. You know, your things sober that you've never like New Year's Eve, whatever, right, thing, right. your birthday, things that celebrations, whatever that you're like, I can't do this sober. Right. I mean, right. I you know, I still haven't gone to a wedding sober because I'm like, how do you do a wedding sober? Right. Right. And that'll happen. Yeah. But you know, there's still firsts. Yeah. But every first for me was difficult because everything was accompanied by booze. Right. Right. But right. the first time I ever went out to dinner with friends who drank. Yeah. And I was sober. It was the greatest feeling. I know. Because I did it. And yeah. it wasn't bad. I know. And I had fun. I know. It's just when people get sloppy that I get weirded out. Yeah, my problem more is when pe- when I'm around people who all drink and then none of them are actual alcoholics, so they make it look fun. In in your tra- I've done yeah, it twice fun. while I'm trapped in like a foreign place, like in New Zealand where I'm Oh, that might be hard. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. My thing is when um you know, the thing is that's so funny is people are like, is it okay if I drink around you? And I'm like, yeah, look, I don't get cravings by yeah. looking at someone drinking. Yeah. I'll have a craving, which not anymore, really, thank God. But like at first, you know, at four o'clock on a Sunday, I'd be like, I need a drink. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, Whenever I walk into a sushi restaurant, I still go, ooh, sake. Oh, that's you know, interesting. For a yeah. moment. But it's momentary. I have that. It's so weird. I think I have it about dive bars. I saw some Why weird. Why would you even go into a dive bar? I, not like, like fake dive bars. Like oh. St. Nick's, remember, on 3rd Street? Yeah, Do you remember I, that? No. Yeah, you, you don't go in those. <laughs> I think I it's best by, to stay away. I drove by and I was like, wow. I just remembered what I love that CD feeling. I bet you were such feeling. a trashy whore. No, not at all. I was <laughs> the kidding. opposite. I'm joking. Um, I hung out with only gay men. Well, honey. I mean, uh, yeah. Welcome to my world. So, okay. So I do want to, I do want you to talk about Slam. Okay, great. What do you want to know? Tell us what, so it's an organization to have sober. Here's the deal. There are 35 sober high schools throughout the United States of America. Uh, There might be a little less or a little more now. I'm not sure. Okay. There are four in the Boston area alone. There are zero in New York city or state. Okay. Now, one, the University of Columbia did a survey recently. One out of every three U.S. teenagers meets the medical criteria Jesus for addiction. Christ. And there are some that say it's one out of five. So it, it's in there. Yeah. Okay. Which means a lot. 
Yeah. One out of se- every 70 kids in high- teens in the America will go to rehab. If they go to rehab and they go back to uh, any kind of regular school, 90% of them will relapse. Yeah. 80% within the first 30 days. I personally think it's closer to 100. Right. If a kid goes to a sober high school, 70% of them graduate drug and alcohol free. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's it. That's the no brainer, right? Right. I've been fighting for years, for six years to get this school, just just to get a yes from the Board of Education. In New York. And they refused. Why? Well, I don't, they kept giving us red tape, I, you know, questions, this, insurance, da, 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 da. So we'd go back, we'd research, we'd bring it all back. No, here's this question, this question. We'd go back, research, bring it all back. Okay, so, I mean, probably seven times a no's. And finally, I realized, you know what? They just don't want to ha- have this problem. Right, They don't right, want right. it to exist. Right. And also, it was Bloomberg, you know, right. it wasn't exactly... Um, uh, you know, he wasn't exactly kind to the education world of right. New York. So I think now with uh, a new regime, yeah, I'm hoping it really happens. But, but what if about- anybody's interested, wait, please, please go to our really cool new, really j- jazzy new website. Uh, call it's slamnyc.org, S-L-A-M-N-Y-C.org. And what about sober high schools elsewhere? Or is it just New York? Look, listen, bitch, I got to handle New York. Okay, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about anywhere else. Yeah, I'm just wondering if it might be like not, not so much red tape somewhere else. But we need it in New York. We do, we do. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the teens in New York are more, were, are, are, they're, I'm trying to think of the right word. I'm so dumb right now. But like the statistically, they're it's much the worse. They're them, high. Yeah. yeah. And so they need our help. And I don't want it to be a white school. I don't want it. To, I want it to be whatever, whoever needs the help, whoever right. wants the help. Right. right. And, you know, small, probably 30 kids at first. Right. You know, and see where it goes. Yeah, just one final question. So you um, you realized you have lupus recently, yes. but you have been sick for a while. Been really sick for five months. Yes, yeah, since uh, since uh, the summer, uh, like unable to walk upstairs, unable to hold my own head up. Without, I needed a neck brace. Horrible. So I went to doctor. I've been to seventeen doctors. I've been to the Mayo Clinic for two weeks. No one could figure it out. Finally, my 17th doctor, Dr. Wallace in LA, uh-huh. was like, he tested my blood. He's like, you have lupus. I have lupus myelitis, which attacks, um, you know, it's your own immune system attacking your spinal cord and your mus- muscles. What were the other 16 doctors not testing you for that? They t- look. I don't even know anymore. Like, yeah. I mean, I've literally I have like a book of right. what they tested me for. I mean, I went to the Mayo Clinic. Right. Right. They did spinal taps. Right. MRIs. Blood. Ta- they took right. so much blood. The fact that nobody figured this out is insane. And so I'm thinking, like, okay, I have means. Yeah. And I have access to really good doctors. Right. And even I couldn't figure it out. Right. What right. about this person in, you know, in St. Louis, wherever? Right. What the hell are they going to do? Right. Uh, you know, so I don't know. I think lupus, you know, I, they want me to become like rah-rah lupus. Right. And I can't because I'm rah-rah addiction. Right. But, um, but I still am, I do think that there's a big problem with a lot of people have it. And so, and so you're being treated for it with medicine anyway, yeah. and 
yes, I'm being treated for it in with pretty intense. I, you know, I went to the hospital for a weekend and da da. The biggest problem with it is that it all happened during the show, the exes. Right. So. I tried to do as much as I could, but I did have to t- bow out for two episodes. Right. I just couldn't. I had to go to Mayo Clinic. Right. And um, so that was really weird and really hard for me because yeah. it's my baby. Yeah. I love it so much. And um, but uh, but I'm feeling like eighty percent better. That's amazing. Yeah. And so you're back functioning. I'm functioning. I'm you know there's a lot more to go. Right. I have a lot of you know. Lot, lots of infusions to look forward to right, right. and lots of meds, but I'm doing really good. And are you going... And I'm back at work, which is great. Are you going to write another book? I'm writing it. Okay. Yeah. A sequel of sorts. No. It's, totally well, different. It'll be a sequel because it's the next book. Right. But it's also... Me- it's, it's about you. it's not going to be Guts Part 2. Right. Right. No. I'll, sh- I'll later uh, when we're done with this. I'll show you. A little okay, something. listeners, I'm getting exclusive. Yeah. You're not. No. Um, thank you so much. People can find you on Twitter at um, Hey Joe the Smartass. Yes, and um, and my Facebook page. Come say hi on Facebook or just. I love your Facebook page. It, it, you. It's like a place where people talk about addiction, and there's lots of really great conversations of different viewpoints, like what we were talking about the anonymity thing. Yeah, you know, people like come on, give different view. I love it. It's great arguments you know as long as you're respectful if you're not you're yeah you get ice yeah um okay well thank you so much thank you anna you too darling bye that was good you guys right did we get into it the real stuff i think we did i definitely think we did um and all i can say is i hope you enjoyed that interview i know that i did and um yeah please tell your friends please tweet facebook march Yeah, start a march. That would be an amazing. Have an after-party pod float where you yell about, from a megaphone, about how people should be listening to this. Now, considering that, just tweeting about it and going and giving it a review on, on iTunes doesn't sound so hard now, does it? So thank you, thank you for listening. It means a lot. Please keep telling me if you are listening, and I would love to give you a shout-out in a future episode, so... Until next time, after partiers, out.